Welcome to another edition of Sammy Board with Nick and Andy Elliott. No, Andrew Elliott. Hey, does it no, matter? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not precious. Not no, no. Okay. Tends to be Andrew, but Andy's fine. Okay. Well, we're in my kitchen, as, uh, as we tend to start. Yes, making a cup of tea. Yeah, we, we, we only fuel these podcasts with tea. And occasionally something occasionally a little stronger. Gym, but mainly tea. Yeah. So I know you've prepared for, uh, for, this, for the topics of this session. I have. I have. I have, I have no knowledge at all. Okay. Um, so it's uh, so it's up to you. What have you been uh, researching? Um, so I've been spending the last few days um, looking at uh, trying to find. I say trying to find successfully finding positive news about okay. the world. Um, so I mean, maybe not in England. You know, you could certainly argue that things aren't getting better. In you know, we're probably not as free as we were recently. Um, okay. You know, things like that. But in the whole world, particularly for people who are the worst off. You know the poorest, yes. you know, African countries, uh, you know third world countries, trying to find good news, and the the reason it's evidence taken, of progress, evidence of evidence of progress, yeah. yes, exactly, and the the reason it's taken so long, and it's taken me a while, is because there's so much of it, so I've had to filter through, and there are so many good stories, okay, about about poverty, about disease, about yeah, and, and what's your time general. frame? You're looking at stuff that's very. Current, so or? I'm looking at stuff that's within probably the last year, 18 months, because some of this, gotcha. a lot of these figures they only do maybe once a year. So Yes, that's the, why I asked. The most recent figures I've got for, for 2017, some are for 2016. But I'm, I'm looking at comparing the last year and a half, couple of years, with you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago. And, and so these are articles but they're based on, um, based on surveys of yes, some kind so, so, so Exactly. So I, uh, a lot of them come from you know, proper research places, which I'll, I'll, I'll go into. Yeah, and I've looked at the figures. I haven't just read articles. You know, are, are you talking about organisations with acronyms uh, that uh, people don't understand, or uh, well, what Michael Gove might not want? Oh, uh, bear with us, please, listener. Obviously, we didn't want to trigger anyone else's um, echo, so uh, that's why we may have stopped the recording. Tea is being poured. Anyway, so you were talking about experts. Well, um, I, you know, there is. Uh, I think is I think there are experts and there are experts. Yeah, these uh, these are these are proper studies. These are experts. Yes, they're not they're, they're not they're not people who are making predictions. These are people who are studying facts and getting to conclusions. And you can you know I'll 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 put the links on the website so you can have a look and yeah um, uh, yeah see for yourself. But um, I thought we'd talk about good news because it, you can listen to these podcasts. And whether they're on the left or the right, a lot of the time they people, can be quite negative. People are negative. People are ranting about how things are, you know, going wrong or, or whatever. I just want it to be a bit more positive. And we can, you know, we can perhaps try and come up to our own conclusions as to why things are getting better. Yes. Okay. Right. So, well, here's your cup of tea. Thank you very much. And, uh, we'll uh, we'll move into the dining room. Welcome back. So uh, we're here in the dining room now, got our cups of tea. Um, so uh, you were just talking about doing some research um, on good news. Yes, good, good news. news. Uh, good news from around the world. Uh, in particular, um, you were looking at, uh, at areas where there'd been improvement. Yes. And that's why, you know, that, that's what you were deeming as good news. This wasn't just, you know, cat saved from tree. Somewhere. No, no, this, this is, is this is huge, huge good news. Yes. Um, 
So, well, do you want to get straight onto it? Okay, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know anything about this. No, and, that's, that's and... fine. I appreciate I haven't gone through this with you. Um, so, first one, measles. Uh, measles has been a problem for yeah forever. Yeah. Um, and in so in the year two thousand, five hundred fifty thousand deaths from measles. That's so global. It's, it's yes. Um, and in, in the year two thousand. Okay, so that's yes. eighteen years ago. That's um, yeah, over over half a million. Um, in 2016, which is the latest figures I could find, yeah. 90,000 people. Wow. 84% drop. Um, yeah, that's, isn't, it, isn't it interesting? I mean, you must have seen this the moment you started doing this research, was you probably didn't have any idea what these numbers were going to be like or what no. the change was going well, to I was, be like. Well, I was, I was hoping to see, you know... I, I you wanted a, to see a trend. I had an idea that things were getting better. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I, I kind of follow certain people on, on, on Twitter who post about, you know, various good news stories and stuff every now and again. And, yeah. I, you know, you get the, the, the idea that things like this are getting better, but I had no idea that yeah. things like this are getting wiped out and, as quickly as, as, as they are. And, you know, the year 2000 is, you know, pretty recent history it for, is. For, for most of us, um, other than these, you know, millennial whippersnappers. But that seems like a really, really big um, drop in the number of, of fatalities. I mean, well, proportionally, it's yeah. Would you say eighty something percent? Yeah, it's it's huge. So that, that's my first good news story. The second one is um, something that you're probably not gonna. I don't know. It's it's, it's an odd one. This so it's the uh, ozone layer. Um, Do you know what I was thinking about this the other day? Because you know you get bombarded with um, yeah. green nonsense, and you know, know we're, we're, know. we're going through the best summer we've had since '76, and obviously it's because of global warming or whatever or man-made climate change. Uh, so do tell me because when we were kids when we were at school it was all about the ozone well, ozone layer in fact it was mm. called global warming rather than climate change it was all about the hole in the ozone layer yeah so it's um it's shrinking um as you as you might imagine um uh, so this year i think they've, they've measured it 7.6 million square miles wide which is two and a half times america apparently um, but it's right. as opposed to what? Well, so I only, I could only find a couple of years, but it's one point three million square miles smaller than last year. Um, this is where I think we might need some more information because my, I think, I'm sure I've read something somewhere. I mean, it does that it grows and shrinks. It does, it does grow and shrink. Yeah. but it has, it has been, uh, it's, it's the smallest it's ever been since. Ah. It, so its peak was in the eighties, in like eighty eight. Yes, and it's been. Growing and shrinking, but steadily but, shrinking. Ah, but there's been um, a trend down. There has been a right. trend. Okay. So there's obviously a uh, there's a global um, cycle going on. Yes. In terms of the growing and shrinking. And the re the reason it grows and shrinks as well is so climate on Earth, so temperature. Yes, that's what I'm um, saying. So if it, you know, if, it, if it gets warmer. This is the seasons. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it's still overall the average is going down. Gotcha. Okay. So more more good news. Um, well, you know, stopping CFCs and all that stuff, you know, probably was a good idea. Exactly. Now, and I was I was thinking about. Uh, about that when I was doing the research and you know this is possibly one of the things that you know one of the regulations that that, that has done okay you know stopping CFCs has you know has is... are you in favor of a regulation can I just make a note of the date and time okay I am I've never said I'm not in favor of regulation <laughs> I'm not in favor of state regulation Ah. so just because this is the one time the state has got it right doesn't mean that I think the state should to do it the same way that you know, ministers occasionally produce good laws. Does that mean that I think we should all laws should only be you know proposed by these six hundred and fifty individuals? I don't think so. Um, so you know, it's the whole kind of stopped clock. You know, yep. it's right twice a day. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you know, this is this is this is a good thing. Um, 
this is the big one. Okay, this is the big one. Um, world poverty. Um, so it's it's you know we haven't alleviated it. It's it's not all, you know it's not this is this is perfect job done. You know we need to stop. Of course, now. but the trend is um, is 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 amazing. And this is bearing in mind that obviously the population of the world is growing at a fairly substantial rate. Um, so this is you know the the figures you've got are percentages. Yes, specifically for that. Percentages. Yeah. Okay. So and so currently. The um the figures are for people making and this is extremely low. So and oh, I was going to say is, I need to know what the proper, measures. This is proper poverty. This is not relative poverty. No. This is people making less than one dollar ninety a day. Right, one dollar ninety or less. Because the one dollar a day was a was a thing for a while, but obviously you, you can't just stick at that with inflation and yeah. you know, changes so in the, the current the current figure is one dollar ninety a day. Right, um, and so uh, in nineteen ninety. Um, okay. Roughly thirty-five percent of the world's population were in poverty. Thirty-five percent. In and I've got figures for the the tail end of twenty seventeen. Eight point four percent. Eight point four. A massive, massive drop. And again, is that that's adjusted? I take it. That's yes. One dollar ninety yeah, yeah. is adjusted. Okay. It's yeah. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's it's that, that it's it's this, so this is figure. These are figures for people below the poverty line. Yes. The percentages to take into account. Of population changes, yeah, and the poverty line does change. So currently, it's one dollar yes. ninety, right? Two dollars next year or whatever. Yes, but there, there's yes. all there's this, they work out what the poverty line is, and these are people. Yeah, people and it, and it's important to say, I'm sure, I'm sure our listener gets this, but you know, two dollars buys you an awful lot more in these countries than it does in America or here, um, and so you, you need to have some method of, of measuring it. Yes, uh, and yeah, obviously, if you you know. On our earnings, if we were to go to these countries, we would be the the super rich, basically. Well, yeah, we. I mean, we're in the top one percent of the world. Yeah, as is pretty much everybody in England, I think, and certainly, you know, yeah, um, it's 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 crazy how yeah. how good we have it over here. Yeah, but and so you know, to to give you another couple of facts, um, over ninety eight thousand people have escaped poverty today. Today, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, over twenty thousand have fallen into poverty. So obviously, people do go in and out. Right. Um, so there's a net gain of about 70,000 yes every day yeah. at the moment coming out of poverty okay like that sounds like good news yeah i mean so it's it's, it's 639 uh million 964,319 it's just 18 17 <laughs> I yeah. get you, I get so you. it's you know you can you can go to world um, it's a fantastic website you can you can see people running out of poverty <laughs> um, in, a, in a local graphic, but it gives you all the figures, um, and it's yeah, it's a proper proper good news story. Um, you know, you, we can we can have a chat about the reasons why. Um, you know, the, the, the poverty is falling, um, yeah. and you know you have to look at countries like India and you know and, and, and countries within Africa who are you know uh, suffering from poverty massively. Um, but they're you know they're becoming they're becoming more free. They're able to trade with each other. You know, it's 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 not big state socialism that's dragging these people out of uh, out of poverty it's, it's it's greater freedom you know it's, it's it's being free having you know having freer markets freer individuals um it's 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 enabling women um you know to, to, yes. to go out and work as well because you know in, in obviously lots of countries that you know they're, they're not as free as they are over here mm. that's made a massive massive difference um 
So there, yeah, there are a number of reasons, but this is really, really interesting to 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 yeah to to, to actually this. look at the figures. Yeah, to look at the figures, to look at the good news. Um, so the next one I wanted to to um to talk about life expectancy. Life expectancy is ah. is, is, is well. That, we always know that in in certainly in this country, it, it's generally increasing. That's, it is. That's what you that's what you see, isn't it? Um, and and you know that we've had the various debates recently and the changes only in the last um you know eight years uh, and and not long before that of uh, increases in retirement age uh, because we have this you know in quotes aging population and all the reasons behind it um and for us it's because of you know advances in medical science and you know and, and quality of life yeah diet diet is a big thing diet is a big thing um people are exercising more uh, and uh, and we're living longer Mm. Um, but I take it you've got some global well, figures or you've got figures no, for I've, particular I've, regions or um, again so the, the poverty in, the interesting one um, to me was uh, what the highest was going to be um, ah the, oh, okay the, so you've got some kind of world rankings I've got, I've got, well I've got some predictions as well right um, okay so that the first the first people to reach they, they think to reach an average age of 90 they're going to be South Korean women in 2030 South Korean women yep. by 2030 over, overtaking you, overtaking Japan who uh, have traditionally been I, some I know of the Japan highest. have always been very high um, yes. France are going to overtake them as well by 2030 oh interesting so and again is that it, it does tend to be women that live longer and so oh is yeah that, it's, is it's that, women who live longer everywhere yes okay um, so when we talk about yeah, when you're at France, it's French women. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's French women. So so yeah. you know, so South Korean women are going to uh, exceed ninety by twenty thirty, and the men are going to uh, reach about eighty four. I think so it's, it's right. Okay. Difference. France yeah. will be I think eighty eight for the women and eighty two for the men. Japan so will be eighty seven I think for the women and eighty four. It looks like um, I'm just looking at a chart okay. for the, for the men. We are. Going to hit women eighty five and men eighty three. Uh, the gap is so much closer. Gap, here, gap is it? the gap is the smallest in the UK, uh, or the yeah the difference. Right. The delta is the smallest than in all these countries. And that's sorry again. You're quoting by twenty thirty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, as, this is the uh, so Imperial College London and the World Health World Health Organization have yeah. come up with this. Okay. Okay. So the next story. Um, I don't know too much about this. But it just it intrigued me, so yeah. I wanted to just to, to tell you about it. So researchers from CAS, the Chinese Academy of Sciences, um, have identified a new fungus um, called Aspergillus tubingensis, uh, isolated, well isolated by a research team um, in the Kunming Institute of Botany, and this fungus can eat through plastic, okay. specifically polyurethane. Um, right, and they think that in time, potentially, this could help us. With, you know, our plastic issues, you know, yes. we don't have to recycle it. We don't have to, you know, ship it off to China or whatever. Well, not we can do that anymore. But you know, we don't have and to I, bury I, it in the ground. And I, and I love this. I love, I love the idea. And obviously, science and nature are quite closely linked. And an awful lot of, um, uh, you know, science is the application of something in nature at a scale, um, and encouraging a, a particular trait. Um, I, I, I like the idea that for everything you know potentially bad that we might invent, that that actually we can we can do something about it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure this is an invention. Um, uh, I'm no, not sure this is a discovery. I'm, I'm sure yeah. if they've actually genetically mod modified. No, 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 no I'm saying I'm saying scientific discovery. Yeah, yeah. But the point is that, that in order to harness this, there will obviously have to be some some work. Um, yes. They don't know whether they can just chuck this thing <laughs> on In the uh, landfill, <laughs> on, or or on the you know the Pacific, um, 
you know, pile of plastic or whatever it's called. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. I yeah, you mean. And, um, and, and hopefully it goes away. But, it, it, you know, it's nice to know that there are people working on it um, exactly, for that, exactly. that reason. Because I know, I know for a fact that, you know, I mean, obviously the greenies love to talk about recycling. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, there's question marks over whether or not actually what we're doing at the moment um, is, uh, is actually that useful. And I think lots of people think that, you know, just sticking their, sticking their plastic bottles in their recycling bin is a, is a great idea. And I do too. Um, but, I, you know, there's been various reports recently, even just from the uh, National Audit Office in this country, uh, which is saying that basically over the last 20 years, there's not really a great deal of evidence that it's working. Okay, well um, let's 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 leave that for another time. This okay, is good okay. news. Good news. Sorry, good, good news. news. We good don't news. we don't want to be ranting. No, not too much anyway. And if you like science, so you like these last few. I that do. I've got. I, can, I consider myself a scientist. So um, this one here. So there's been a, um, a groundbreaking gene therapy treatment. Um, okay. Uh, so this and this is astounding. Um, okay. So what what it does is this this gene therapy alters the patient's blood their own blood okay. okay so it targets cancer cells right okay and it is incredibly successful so they they've been testing on some patients with an extremely advanced level of lymphoma right okay and of those tested a third of them show no signs of the disease no signs after six months after having a single treatment a single treatment. A single treatment it's incredible. My, my, I've got goosebumps just well, talking see, about this. My my understanding of gene therapy is that you need to keep going. Traditionally, uh, yes. yes. This is this is just after one treatment. I love that you're no. saying you're using the term traditionally for something like <laughs> gene therapy, um, but I get that. Yeah, legacy gene therapy yeah. treatments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. And um, I'm right in saying that gene therapy is about essentially modifying a virus, isn't it? To, um, I think so. I don't want to go too much. Again, I don't yeah. know too much about this. It's um, it's bloody it's clever. Very very clever. And it's it, this is extremely successful. And that's a well. third. That's a third, a third of a patients. Third. And then this is very very advanced lymphoma as well. Yeah. Um, so at advanced stages, one treatment, six months later, nothing. It's yeah. Incredible. Well, and, and you know, again, we're talking. Yeah, complete remission. Yes, and we're talking. Um, I mean, the lymphomas are, are cancers that are, are you know much more difficult to survive than, yes. than lots of others. Yes. Um, so yeah, this isn't just you know um, targeting the more well-known ones that um, that that are more survivable nowadays. No, no, this, this is, is this proper. is this is yeah, this is serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so the next one, um, so this is, uh, so Harvard, Harvard Medical School, researchers in Harvard Medical School have been able to restore the hearing and balance in mice. So what they've been doing is they've been inserting mutated genes into their bodies. Right. Um, and they've, they've shown an unprecedented recovery of inner ear function. And they think that they can transfer this into humans. So this is, this is deaf mice. This is deaf mice that they are curing of deafness. And balance issues, you know, inner, inner ear, yes. inner, inner ear issues, and they think that they'll be able to, in time, translate that to human beings. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Sounds uh, sounds pretty positive. It is, and this, so this, I'll, I'll, you like your medical advances, don't I you? I do. Yeah. I do. I've been saving that, saving these, and then this, this one, you will, you will like this one. Um, this, this, I, this, I this wait is, with bated breath. This is, this is another another medical sciencey um, yeah. good news um, and it's all about bananas so bananas are my kryptonite ah uh, okay well, well you're not you're not deficient in vitamin a so you don't need to <laughs> you don't need to worry too much about this but 
So scientists in Australia this time have created a new type of banana. It's a, like a it's golden in in colour. Right. Rich in pro vitamin A, um, uh, and they think that they could save the lives of hundreds of thousands of children um, because vitamin A deficiency is massive. Of course. Yes. Um, Okay, so just and this would be just introducing you know, these these as, as plants or whatever. Yes, so yes. And this is more this is of... this is more gene stuff. They've they've, they've taken genes oh, from. Hang on, hang on. Are we talking frankenfoods? Well, well, yes, but <laughs> well, it depends. It depends. Cause I have I'm... nothing against <laughs> genetically modified anything. Ah, as well, a rule. Okay, and so this is where we have to be uh, specific because there's editing the genes of um, of a plant or a foodstuff. And then there's taking, you know, the f a fish gene and sticking it in a tomato, and those are completely different things. But they are seen often as all being part of the same. Well, it's just GM. Whereas I think we can agree that if you are just tailoring the genes of an existing um, existing well, plant, that's different. Lots of from so lots of existing bananas making. Yeah, that's different from making a tomato glow in the dark. Okay, they're not doing that. Yes, they're not doing that. They're not making a pig's ears glow bright green or whatever, yeah. and, and all those other yeah. lot things they've done. So they're yeah. um, um, yeah. So they've, they've got there's, this, there's a banana from Papua New Guinea, which is already high in A, um, but it only produces small bunches, and they've been combining that with another Cavendish banana, apparently, which is a high yielding species. And, and this, if I can just interrupt you there again, just to uh, to highlight the difference in some of these techniques. What, what essentially a lot of this um, genetic modification is about is about trying to speed up um, what would be a natural process. So, you know, survival of the fittest and the mutations that come along with it is a natural process. Uh, and so just picking and choosing the genes that are, uh, that are dominant or that are, um, or that are the ones you want to encourage has, has been done without without modifying genes for centuries. It's the reason we have orange carrots and that pigs are pink. I mean, orange carrots was done deliberately. Yes, no, exactly. And that's what I'm saying, but those are things that are bred out. Mm. And so what the, the types of genetic modification that, that, that you're talking about, and certainly it, you know, the combining of, of, of different varieties and stuff like that as well, is it, it, are the techniques of, of essentially trying to speed up that kind of, that kind of evolution. Yeah, rather than just saying I'm going to chop that bit out there and put that bit there and make a super banana. Because carrots, I think they were they were like purple carrots and yep. white carrots, aren't they? Yeah. Combine them together and you get the you get the, the orange. Yeah. For, for some reason, purple and white makes orange in in carrots. In carrot land. <laughs> um, but anyway, just back to back to the good news. So it's estimated that 750,000 children die from vitamin A deficiency every year. I see, that's that's that staggering. Even just that. And there are hundreds of thousands more who don't die, but they go blind. But they suffer, right? Yes, okay. Yes. They go blind. Yeah. Um, so uh, particularly in, in places like Uganda, apparently. Um, okay. Where it's actually been increasing. So it's increased from twenty percent in two thousand and six to thirty eight percent in twenty eleven. Oh right. Um, they need some of their bananas. They do. But so. You know these 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 bananas are, have been created uh, by researchers from Queensland University or Queensland University of Technology, should I say? Right. And do you know why they've been able to do this? I'm sure you're going to tell me. They've had funding for ten years thanks to a seven point six million grant from Bill and Melinda Gates. Okay, the Gates Foundation. Yes. So this is not 
funding from government. No, this is this is evil capitalism <laughs> is saving people's lives here. <laughs> okay, yeah, I so do, yeah. I, you know what? I do like that one because so currently these these kids eat they, they, the East African Highland cooking banana apparently, which is great for starch. Um, they they harvest it when it's green. They, yeah. they chop it up and they steam it. But it has very low levels of micronutrients, particularly vitamin A and iron. Right. Um, and you know. So they're they're eating it more as a carb. Than yes. They are, yeah. But uh, if they eat this nutrients. other banana, they get vitamin A as well. As well. They don't go blind and they don't die. I've, I've, you know, I'm sure we can all agree those are those are good things. I don't want to get you know too too loony liberal by saying death is bad. But you know, in in general, we want to improve the lots of people in life. <laughs> Of, of, of course we do. Um, just hold up a second. You're ranting again, okay? This is my good news segment. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Not only are you talking about death, you're ranting about <laughs> lefty politics. <laughs> this is supposed to be all about the good stuff that's happening in the world. Yes. So we can, to, to put a positive spin, we can say this is good because of free markets. Yeah. Because people are becoming more free. And because Bill and Melinda, Melinda Gates exactly, are trying to spend some of their hard-earned money on solving some of the world's problems. Exactly. Exactly. It's that is, that is it's freedom. News. It's you know children are, are not dying. It's I apologise. I apologise. Okay. So that that that's just you know I wanted to spend a bit of time talking about how we are as human beings getting better, yes. progressing. We're not dying as young. Where you know life expectancy is good, uh, you know diseases are going down. Yeah. You know people are getting even things like the average height is increasing. Uh, you know throughout the world. You know there are lots of lots of these facts that just indicate that we are actually making progress and we're yes. getting better as a race on the planet. Because yeah. if you've listened to lots of people, they just you'd think it was going to hell in a handbasket. You know it's, it's yeah, but it, it, it's not as as a, as a rule. Things are getting better. Despite what you hear in the news on a daily basis, things are getting better. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Excellent, Mark. Well, I think it's time for another cup of tea. So uh, let's go and get one. Okay. Okay, so welcome back. We are in Nick's kitchen again, making another cup of tea just to fuel us for the next segment. Yep. So this is this is another one that I've just landed on you um, without really telling you anything about it at all, um, and there's a, there's a specific reason for that. So I wanted to talk about free speech. Yes. Um, now I didn't. It would be very very easy for us to rant about free speech, but I wanted to talk a bit more positively about it, keeping the positive theme of this episode. Yep. So I wanted to talk yeah, positively about why I think free speech is good. And one of the reasons is it's how your opinions get better. So I'm going to you know, give you some opinions on free speech and then you can let me know if I'm right or wrong or what your opinions are. Okay. This, so this is how, as human beings, we interact with each other, you know, we negotiate with, with each other. If I have a discussion with you about something, I, I might be, I think, what I think is 100% confident in my arguments, but then after the discussion, I think, oh, hang on a second, I'm going to change my tune in some way. Um, so this is about the the positive benefits of being challenged. Exactly, exactly. And free speech is how you you know you better your ideas. If your if your ideas and your opinions are deemed you know not to be you know, they're illegal, for example. Yeah. You know, um, and you know I guess the easiest example is Holocaust denial in Germany, for example. Yes, it's an actual law. Yes. So if, you, if your ideas are so abhorrent that you know you can't discuss them in public. How do you get? How do you get them challenged? You know what? What happens? What tends to happen is when these ideas are pushed underground, 
is that you know only individuals who have the same opinions discuss them. You know. Well, and, and, and it becomes an echo chamber, and it just gets worse, and they never change their opinions. Well, and this is what I was about to say about about any opinion. It, it doesn't have to be something as extreme as Holocaust no, denial. No, of, of course not. But if you are if you are never exposed to differing ideas, uh, and you you are never given the chance to let your brain grow that capacity to critically think, uh, then you'll you'll never. You'll never learn, basically, um, and and certainly you you know you, you and I we've said before um, we are we are willing to have our minds changed yes by uh, by reasoned argument and I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to discuss anything with anybody you know I will debate any anything with anybody um, yeah you know it's um uh, it's, it's 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 one of the reasons you, it's how you grow you know it's how your your opinions and your arguments get better you know and and, and it might just strengthen your current views well that's that's another thing so yes. I, I might be debating with you yeah. who are, you know we've got some experience of this you know almost 40 years of, of uh, argument of, of, of arguing with each other <laughs> so if i want to if i if i want to challenge my own ideas i'm not just going to pick someone to debate with who i know i can destroy Yes. I want to have my ideas actually properly challenged. Yes, and this is the same against the same principle of uh, you know playing sport, isn't it? You don't you don't play with someone who's um, who's not as good as you. You want to play with someone who's better, so you can improve. So you can improve exactly. So that, you know, and this is this is this is all about free speech. And and there are unfortunately, it appears at the moment that lots of people don't they don't see the benefits of this at all. Um, yeah. So you know, there, there's lots of universities will no platform people. For example, and the result of that is that people only get to see one side of the argument, um, and, and it's often not just extreme ideas that are being low platformed. You know, the conservative speakers, libertarians, these types of people. Um, even lots of comedians aren't allowed to tell really? jokes that might offend people. Yeah, there are lots of lots of comedians. Oh, I see. Even, this is just the offence police. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of comedians don't even bother going to universities anymore to do their shows, right? Um, because it's just it's not, not worth it. Um, so you know the, the the opposite to that obviously is is you know is, is freedom of speech and the ability to you know discuss your ideas and have your ideas challenged. Okay. And, well, uh, here's your here's your cup of tea. So I think we've, I mean, that's that's been a pretty good um, uh, kind of starting point. So you're gonna you're gonna tell me some bit bit, bit more specific about what you believe in to be free speech. Well, was, that you think I might challenge you on, or no? I think you'll agree with me, but I was just—I <laughs> was going to. I was Let's going just create our own little echo chamber and record it for everyone. Well, I was going to give you an example first okay. of why freedom of speech is a good thing. Um, so I don't—I'm sure you remember a few years ago. Do you remember the BMP? I do. Nick, good old Nick Griffin. Nick Griffin. Okay. Who's just, he's recently just endorsed Jeremy Corbyn. Has he really? He has. But it, so okay, we're, we're, I'm going to meander for a second. Yeah. He's always been a left-wing politician. Um, Nick Griffin. Nick Griffin. If, right. you, if you look, if you if you looked at the you know the BMP's manifestos and stuff, right. yeah, um, they're, they're, they're left they're to the left of Labour on nationalisation right. and, and these things. Right. So the idea that they're a far right party is utter rubbish. Yeah. They're, they're extreme left plus racism. Plus racism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, yeah. and we won't go into the current state of the Labour Party. We won't. We won't. Um, so Nick Griffin was. Uh, he was he was the head of the BMP. They had some they had, a, they had a few percentage points in the, in the vote share, didn't they? They were growing for a number of years, yeah. Um, and they got to the point where he was invited onto Question Time, and there was 
uproar about yes. it. So saying you should not give that man a platform. I remember this you well. Should give him the oxygen of publicity. You should bury the stuff. You should, you know, people shouldn't be allowed to talk about this on national t- television. Certainly not on the BBC. Yes. But to give them their due. Yes. The BBC said no. They've reached, a, you know, this they're a proper political party. Yeah. Um, yeah. No matter what their views, they've reached a certain percentage. We're going to get Nick Griffin on. Yeah. What happened? He came on. He made himself look like an absolute idiot, and the BNP evaporated. Yes. It evaporated almost overnight. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, people made him look stupid. He had he had stupid ideas. He was made to look stupid. Yeah. And that's and that's another positive thing about about free speech. And if, if they'd have no platformed him, he'd have probably been held up as some kind of a martyr by the BNP. Mm. He'd have got other publicity elsewhere. It, you know, it was just a bad idea. But actually, giving him the opportunity to make himself look like an idiot, put you know, put these people up against decent people who can, you know, who can challenge their views. Personally, I I didn't think that the. I mean, he he did this all on his own. I I don't think that the people that they they put up against him on that edition of Question Time did a particularly fantastic job. No, no, um, they didn't. And, and this was and he still Jack himself, Straw like an and Saida Varsi are the only two I can remember who were on there. Um, from Labour and Conservative, um, respectively, um, and you can see why he's sticking side of RC up there, um, uh, 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 being the first, uh, I think, she's the first shadow cabinet member to be a Muslim, I think, at the time or something like that. Um, but um, but yeah, I think he he dug, he dug his own grave on national television. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, that's a great example of where of where it of where it works. Well, yeah, so you know, if, if you've got these dodgy opinions, then don't just brush them under the carpet. You shine a light on them. Shine a light on them. Yes. Um, so yeah, so this is this is this is my this is my whole opinion on, on, on free speech. Is it's a good thing. You need to have your ideas challenged, um, and you need to let people form their own opinions. It's like you said, you, people need to, to learn how to think critically. Yes. And if oh, you well, lack it so much, we now do. In this and if you're only shown one side. Yes, of the argument, you're never going to be able to do that. Okay, so this is a bit of a meander. No, that's um, fine. That's fine. But this is what I think. I've been thinking about blogging about this for a while, and this is the problem with the like button, and the problem with I, I don't want to say the problem with social media, but uh, the way that social you're, you're media about algorithms. Uh, yes, I am, and I'm talking about how they how these companies make money, and they make money by advertising to us. I say us, I'm not on any social media platform. But what they do is they go, oh, you've shown an interest in Coca-Cola, therefore I'm going to show you an advert about Coca-Cola because you're probably going to buy more. Or I'm going to show you an advert for Pepsi because I might be able to get you, I know that you like cola products and so I'm going to try and entice you away to that. Uh, and and, and you, can, you can totally understand how that is a successful business model. When, it, when it's Coca-Cola, it's fine. It's when you buy a bed and they show you other beds. I've just bought, I've a, just bed. bought a bed. I don't need another bed. Absolutely. And there is all sorts of, um, uh, they call them, um, uh, there's different types of ads. Um, and uh, one of them is re- retargeting ads where um, you go to a particular website. Uh, and obviously, you know, most people now uh, understand that the, you know, whenever you go to a new website, you're bombarded with messages about cookies that no one, yeah, the, the, the average amount of street has no idea what, what these messages are talking about. You just click OK or you click close and you move on. But essentially, there is a small tracking um, cookie that's gone, right, I know you've gone to this website. I know you visited me. And so as long as your browser session doesn't particularly change in some way and you're doing it from the same computer or on the same internet connection or whatever, 
I know that if you go to one of the websites that I advertise on, I'm going to be able to show you something that's relevant to you. Taking your bed example, you go to a, a, a website where you, you know, you're looking at beds and then you might the next day or even the next hour go to another website that happens to be supported by advertising and it might be covered in ads for one of the beds that you looked at. And also, if you, so bringing it back to social media like Facebook, so if you go to a website with a like button on it and you're still logged in behind the scenes on Facebook, yes. Facebook knows where you've been. Yes, but the point I want to ultimately make is I'm saying that's a, that's a good business model. That, that works. And actually, if you've been going to the Dell website and looking at laptops and looking at some specific ones, if Dell then advertises you those specific laptops a bit more in another browsing session you're having, you're more likely to buy it because it's reminding you. You did come and have a look at this. Do you want? Do you want to have a look at it again? Do you want to buy it? And that's a good thing. Uh, and, that, and that works. That, generally speaking, that works for the consumer. And people are getting used to that form of advertising now as being something that is useful to them because it's based on their past shopping habits. Yes, there are some little glitches at the moment, like for example, not knowing whether you have made a purchase at another another place. So you have bought a bed. I don't need to be advertised beds anymore. Um, but in in general, on the whole, it works. The problem with the algorithms on the social side of things is that the more you express um, uh, a, a liking of the things that certain people say, the more it will give you more of those things. And so it cre you create your own personal echo chamber oh, within these social media platforms. And that is completely taking aside any possible um, evaluation of whether or whether or not these platforms are particularly uh, biased against the left or the white ring or, 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 or particular groups of people or whatever and you know we can argue about that but in general you can go on these platforms and you essentially self-select the types of opinions that you are going to be shown by their algorithm obviously you can search for things you can find things by looking at yourself but the algorithms that are giving you your your feed are based on what you have chosen and what your, your preferences and so they create something where everyone's just paying themselves on the back and saying you're right yes I know yeah I'm right yeah we're all right aren't we our views are perfect without being challenged and this is this is the problem with like it is it is and and you know it's it's very very easy on Twitter to just get into one of these echo chambers so I follow people from the left from the right I follow massive authoritarians Lots and lots of well, quite a few libertarians, obviously, because yeah. of their, you know, beliefs. Um, but I specifically follow people that I don't agree with, um, yes, just so I get you know, like, like I say, a balance of opinion, just so I get some idiots in there as well. Um, <laughs> but just so I can see, no preconceived notions there, <laughs> but just so I can see other arguments, uh, and, <coughs> and I can kind of challenge myself. And you know, some of these people you can't follow for very long, you know, you have to right, you follow them, and, and then and you, you have get to move too on. annoying, and you have to yeah. go on to another left winger. Some of them like okay. Owen Jones, for example, who's blocked me for years because I was on some block list because I think I... I this is something I wasn't aware of. I, I, just, I, I just shared a liberal that. opinion at some point. So explain that for our listener because this was news to me. And again, I'm, you know, I'm not on social media, so I don't really know this stuff. But you, you got onto a block list and that's something that another user could find somewhere and decide to pre-block yes. a load of people that they yes. might think they disagree yes. Pre preemptive, preemptively blocking people. So you can, right. these people share these lists and they just get bigger and bigger. This and bigger. is not an official Twitter thing or well, blocking, Facebook thing. Blocking is, but the, no, the, no, but the, the lists, lists aren't, though. No. It's not, if you want to block all left-wing people, then go here. It's, it's This is something where they've, they've, they're maintaining these lists themselves and yes. sharing them. 
So I, you know, because I've shared libertarian opinions in the past. Yes. I'm on like a, some kind of a Satan um, block list. <laughs> Satan block. Here's an interesting one, and I'm going to let's take Owen Jones as the example here. So he's a you know, Guardian columnist or, or you know, whatever. I don't know if he's specifically employed by the Guardian, but he writes for the Guardian. He is, yeah. Um, I mean, he's an author as well. Wouldn't, he's, he's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm very much a political campaigner, and there's no, no, um, there's no danger of not knowing what his political. And he's views and, are. and to give him his due, he's a good interviewer. Absolutely, oh, I, I, absolutely, and he's he's right there with his opinions. He's a very good public speaker. Um, Disagree with everything he's. <laughs> but he, but would, he's like. Wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think that he should be trying to target the people that disagree with him in order to change their minds? Well, he. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I certainly would. I would. I would want. I, if I was in, if I was in the the, the public light, uh, and I was like some kind of blue chipped liberal Twitter user with hundreds of thousands of followers, like he is. Yeah. I would be wanting. Oh, is this the official tick mark to yes. say you're a real person or whatever? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd want to make sure that my arguments were nailed down, that they were watertight, and heard by the widest group of people. Well, yes. Yeah, so there's that. But I, I just want. I'd want to be challenged. So that oh, I see, so I could, so you're coming back to your idea of why speech free speech is exactly. good because it makes you hone your argument. Exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly yes. the point. And, and I, so I would want the best people challenging me and trying to even even, even just playing devil's advocate. Oh, have you thought about this? That's a rubbish idea. Yes. Like this, I, I want my ideas challenged so that I get better at yeah distributing these ideas. Yes. Um, so that's why I like free speech. Um, but I just find it interesting that people like him don't. Don't no, he's the complete opposite. He's, he, he's probably blocked idea. tens of thousands of people, I think. Right. Certainly some of these lists are uh, tens of thousands large. Um, so, you see, you know, whenever people quote Owen Jones on Twitter now, they don't quote tweet him because they know that nobody else can see him. So they have to take a oh, screenshot, so of, screenshot. His, of his right. tweets. Um, and also because he tends to delete them as well. So he'll, 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 he'll post something ridiculous. He'll get abuse or whatever. And people say, no, don't be so ridiculous. And they'll delete it. Like, like his articles on Venezuela, when Venezuela was the best thing on earth a few yeah, years ago. It's the, yeah. it's the, 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 Hugo Chavez has shown the way. Yeah. Um, and it's called socialism. Yeah, and they're, so they're gone. Yeah. Lots of these articles. Um, written by lots of left wing commentators. They've just mysteriously vanished. But yeah, so because he deletes tweets and because he blocks so many people, people just take a picture of his tweet and they'll post that as an image. Right. That's the only way they know people are going to see what he said. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't even more widely share that stuff because of the way that the blocking system works. And Twitter have got this weird thing. So you ever heard of shadow banning? Nope. So there's this idea that um, Twitter, if they don't like your content, they're kind of just kind of behind the scenes muting you. Right. And so this is, again, this is an algorithmic thing. It, it? Is. it is. Yes. It is. And so this would do to, to make your tweets less prominent in some, in some way. Yeah. And, and in some cases, less prominent means not shown at all. Right. So, Jack, the, Jack Dorsey, the guy who owns, or the, you know, he's, I think he's the CEO of Twitter. Yeah. Um, he put out some statement a few days ago um, saying that, no, 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 we don't shadow ban. We, we never shadow ban. You can always see the tweets of, you, of the people you follow. Sometimes you may have to work a little bit harder and go directly to their page to see them, but we don't shadow ban. Hang on a second. That is exactly what shadow banning is. So he's just changed his own definition. Right. And the, this, gets, this gets better or worse depending on which way you're looking at it. The, He's just uh, disappointed. Twitter just appointed a woman um, to uh, to head up this kind of new area, and she's a raging lefty, um, right? Who you know 
massively against free speech and just completely the wrong person to do it. Right. Uh, I, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I, there are an awful lot of um, Facebook adverts, and, and by Facebook adverts, I don't mean adverts on Facebook. I don't know whether you've seen them, even just walking around town or in um, in magazines and things. Full page ads, um, you know, with you know light blue writing or whatever, saying that you know your data is important and you know we're we're getting right. more secure and all this kind of stuff from Facebook. All they are is just some words, very 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 clear bold adverts, Absolutely. including on um, you know the kind of the big the big digital advertising yes. boards now that you get um, in shopping centres and whatever. Uh, they're advertising on those as well. And all about yeah, all, all about how Facebook are the good guys, and we one of them I saw uh, the other day in, in town was about um, hiring loads more people uh, reviewers, and uh, fake news is not our friend, and there's stuff like this. Yeah, it just puts me off them. I mean, I, yes. I, I don't go on Facebook anyway, but yeah, it, it just puts me off them. I I have an issue with um, the term fake news um, uh, because. They mean non-left wing news. Well, of the time, well, again, let's let, let's even, let's just take that out of it. Let, let's let's take the, the the left and right out of it. Um, fake news has surely always existed. This is not yeah. some new thing. This is not something that suddenly everyone needs to go. Oh my goodness, what the hell do we do with this? This is surely just misinformation or opinion or or whatever else that it. it has, every, has everyone just suddenly woken up to the idea that you might be able to post something that's not true on the internet? The so, internet's been around for a bit longer than that. Okay, but just to um, just to kind of put a, a counter argument yeah. here, just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, I think it's getting worse. I think it's getting worse, and I think the reason for that is that newspapers are dying, um, and and you know standard media is reducing in its you know its reach its potency. Yeah, you know there there are, things, there, there are podcasts like this one here. There's YouTube, you know, there's Twitter, there's Facebook. People can get their news out there to everybody, mm. and it can go viral. And you can have your own blog, and you can have lots of people. You can have a, a you know a podcast or a, a blog on YouTube. And, 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 and so the point is that actually more than ever, people do need to be able to well, critically think. Yeah, but also these you know the, the traditional media they're getting more and more, for want of a better term, clickbaity. Yes, to try and attract attention, and what they're doing, what they're doing is, well, okay, we know, you know, and, and Jordan Peterson touched on this recently in his interview with Joe Rogan, he, and he was saying, you know, the right wing say, well, okay, we know our base, we're going to go ultra right wings, so we can, you know, so we can bank on a certain number of people buying newspapers. Right. Left wing are doing exactly the same. Yeah, appeal to their base. Yeah, so I think it is getting worse uh, because they're struggling. Um, so it will get better when, you know, ultimately, you know, when perhaps they die off or you know, new media forms come around. Mm. You know, po podcasts and and you know and videos on YouTube are still relatively new. You know, compared yes. to you know the, the, the media, media like you know, yeah. television and, and newspapers. Newspapers. Yeah. And the, the the other difference, the other difference as well, is that you know lots of things on podcasts are long. You can really get your teeth into them. Yes. Um, and whereas on um, you know, on, on the news, you, you know, if you have, you have like a segment with Douglas Murray, he'll be given thirty seconds. Maybe. Yes, they'll take a sound bite they rather will. than letting rather than, than let him explore yes. a topic uh, to destruction. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. That's, and that's another reason why they're, they're not doing as well. Um, you know, the, the, the people have decided that actually I've got a bit more time. I want to get really into this subject, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to, you know, Jordan Peterson and Douglas Murray and yeah, so people so just. People who don't necessarily agree, yes. but battle it out. So do you, so 
Do you think there is a place in the future, and I'm not really going to put a time period on that, um, for, for traditional media? I do. Uh, and I suppose the point being is, with, with free speech comes fake news. There's one, one yes. example. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and obviously what one person calls fake news is what one person calls opinion or you know, misinformation or whatever. Um, and and so if, if if more free speech means means more fake news, does that mean that you 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 are more likely to turn to a, a reliable source of information um, and uh, from a traditional media outlet? And do you think there might be a turning point in the tides of these traditional outlets, or do you think it's going to be new outlets that come out well, so that find a different model of you know, a different economic model? So if you look at the, the, the people who are, the mo who are very, very successful, I won't say the most successful, but people who are very, very successful at the moment, people like Dave Rubin, like Joe Rogan, who get kind of guests onto these long podcasts, yeah. um, they can kind of discuss ideas. You know, people, you know, the intellectual dark web, you know, mm. a lot has been talked about recently, and they're, they're people who are, they're comfortable in disagreement, yeah. uh, and they're happy to, to you know, to, to battle it out. Um, you know, Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson don't agree a lot but they have but fantastic yeah. conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Eric Weinstein is, is, is quite left-wing, and you've got Ben Shapiro on the right, who are you know, massively, massively different in opinions, but they're good friends, and they, they, you know, they enjoy battling it out. Um, so I think people are going to turn to that kind of thing, where they can, they can know they're going to get two opposing opinions, they can spend an hour or two listening to it, and they can yes. form their own opinion at the end of it. But just going back to your question about traditional print, Yeah. Some well, yeah, print and media. other media. Yeah. So some people are getting it right. So the Spectator, for example, um, since they've had their offer of online, and for an extra couple of pounds, you get the uh, you, know, you get the print version as well, which I know I do. Yeah. Quite. I don't agree with a lot in, in Spectator, but it's always entertaining. Yes. It's always some. Yeah, the, the jokes. Are funny. I actually listened to the, their, the podcasts are good as well. There was an anniversary podcast. Was now I can't remember what the specific anniversary was. Uh, uh, but uh, the editor went over a lot of the um, uh, pivotal points where they were either you know, not doing well or doing well, uh, and the things they've been doing more recently to make sure that they have actually been making a profit and they've actually been... Uh, well, so the print ones have been going up. Yes, exactly. The print ones have been going yeah, up. No, so they've, 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 they've found a model that says, you know, we know that you like to, to, you know, to, to, to look at stuff online, um, so pay for our online service for a couple of extra quid. We'll send it to you in the post as well. Yes, and people love it, so they can you know they can look at the articles as and when they come out. But they also get like a proper yeah, proper magazine to read, and that's working. Yeah, I think it was Theresa May who said, um, "Never work with children, animals, or the spectator, or something like that." I may be completely misquoting it, but I'm sure it's something uh, like right. that, um, which is which is amusing. Um, okay, here's one for you. Uh, still talking about media and um, on, on whether or not the traditional media are dying or, or you know, how they're managing to survive, uh, because we've seen some different economic models um, come out from different organisations trying to make sure they make money, because in general, print media, you know, as you say, going, going downhill, not making money, running at a loss. I mean, the, the, the Guardian is one example, and I, I don't want to go too much into their particular model, but right now, the Guardian website is covered in, give me money, give me money, give me money, please, 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 please give me money. And uh, my understanding is that that is actually working. Uh, the, you know, and then they put it everywhere, even on their live feeds. It's all, why are you here? Why are you here? Can you just, would you mind just giving us a little bit more money? And that, and that is actually working for them. But if you, you, know, you rewind quite a few years, 
I think it was it was the Murdoch publications that were the first ones to put up a paywall. What's known as a paywall mm-hmm. for for our, for our listener. That is when you go to the website and then you have to register, you have to log in and you have to pay to get that content. And so that was the first attempt, which was, well, look, you can't just walk up uh, to a a newspaper vendor and and take a paper and walk away and have it. So why should you do the same thing at the the website? Um, Now, that model has has changed over time. They, They found that that wasn't really working for them. Now they have a kind of a half halfway house type thing, and actually the Spectator is the same. You're allowed to read so many articles. Yes, yeah, so the Telegraph, the Spectator, you like, yeah, like three per week or something. Like yes, that. It, it, exactly. You have to buy more. But I want to know your opinion on the BBC in relation to this. Now, the BBC News website is a massively successful website in the UK, and um, I don't have a stat in front of me, but I'm pretty sure. It is the website that most people go to to get their news, and they obviously, <laughs> we'll we'll talk we can talk about the license fee, but they don't pay to get that content. Whereas all of these other organisations that aren't backed by the license fee, that aren't backed by television and radio and all these other things, um, are competing with a completely free website that is that is you know they've got you know thousands of journalists, um, let alone all the other TV production and all this kind of stuff, producing this content. Do you think that's fair? Of course not. <laughs> make, make the license fee voluntary. Turn it into a subscription service or whatever. You shouldn't be forced to pay for it's that. It's going to happen, don't you think? I, 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 I'm happy I to, hope so. I'm happy to I hope predict so. this. I'm, 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 I'm convinced. I'm, I, I think they might put it into like general taxation or something. Really? Like, yeah. oh, that really would be state. It is. State. We don't think the licence fee is a good idea. What we're going to do is we're going to tax everybody. Give, give, give the Tories their due, I think, if they're the ones in power. Um, I, well, okay, no, let's say that if we end up with... Um, a Labour government that's more akin to what we saw in the Blair years, or a Tory government um, of pretty much any stripe, um, then I think the long-term trend will be to go down a kind of Netflix subscription model for it. How that actually works in practice for things like radio, I think will actually happen more when the technology catches up to it. Right now, bearing in mind that they were still, they haven't turned off the bloody analog service, no matter when they, you know, those dates have come and gone where they said they're going to turn off analog radio. Um, right now, you go into your car, and no matter what type of radio signal you get, you just turn it on and away you go. You don't log in. Now, I think that when technology gets to that point where, and it's going to be a while, where actually, in order to consume your content, you will log into your radio, into your car, into your you know, whatever, with your services. I think that's the point when when they will make, will make that leap. It'll be difficult. I think they will do it in the same kind of strange way that they've done trying to split up BT and open reach and you know that the privatization that's gone on that's gone on there, when they could have just done it really quickly, whereas they've decided to do it over twenty or thirty years, and so it's actually been painful more painful over the long term. But I think the only future for a BBC is one where you actually um, subscribe to it. An alternative could be, so again, I keep going back to him, but <coughs> Jordan Peterson, and he's not the only one, so people like Dave Rubin and these other yeah. people, they're all on Patreon, this, this website. Right. Um, and what you do is you go and you pledge a certain amount per month and you get different rewards. So like if you, if you, you, know, if you spend 
five dollars a month or ten dollars a month you might get to see like a, an exclusive youtube video of him first and the opportunity right. to ask him questions that kind of stuff okay but basically this pays for all the content they create so all of all of the stuff that jordan peterson creates is ultimately online anyway you might yes. get a little bit earlier if you're right. you know, right. if you right. support him but all his lectures everything he's produced is free on youtube you don't have to pay a penny it's yeah. just you know if you like what i do you know give here's me a couple, a give me a couple of bucks this is a way of funding it and they, they these guys make tens of thousands of you know yeah. dollars a month yeah so yeah. the bbc could do that They'd, enough people would say you know what i want analog radio on i listen to analog radio at home i've got yeah. i still got a little roberts radio that i use yeah i'll, I'll, I'll be honest in my car even with um, even with the Today program in its current state, um, Radio Four is worth the license fee on its own, and and I uh, you know I know you're shaking your head with that one, but I think there's some fantastic content on there, um, and and yeah you, you you can choose to not like certain programs and things, but there's some, there's some great stuff on there, and it's not actually that much money. Likewise, you know the the iPlayer um, and uh, and you know, stuff you can get on you can get on there. Um, it, 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 it's good stuff it, it, but the point is it shouldn't just be automatic it shouldn't just be I have yeah, to and I, and I think enough I think if it was a subscription service they'd be surprised I think enough yes. people would, would spend the money yes. um, to keep it going They're, they might not do everything you know, there might no, be exactly. certain things that nobody actually wants so why are they doing them so anyway? don't do them exactly exactly yeah I mean that's, that, that is an aside we've gone on to the media in quite a, in quite a big way um, yeah but the point is, it is linked with free speech, you know, in, in, intrinsically, because we now have these platforms where any single person has uh, the ability to just go online and use their pulpit and you know, broadcast to the world. Uh, and what that has done is um, uh, disrupt the traditional broadcasters. Yes, uh, which is good, way. which is a good thing. Yeah, and, and speaking of broadcasting, I think we've been doing it for quite a while now, haven't we? Um, I've finished my cup of tea and we're still in the kitchen. Yeah, we've been going for over half an hour, so but perhaps we should... That's because we believe in free speech and we believe in um, a healthy debate. Okay, well, let's end it there then. Um, thanks very much for listening to uh, Sounding Board. And we will uh, talk to you again next time.